The following is a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Global News Radio 640 Toronto. And welcome, welcome. We are ready to go. We hope you're having a, a fantastic weekend. But if you have questions about your health, you know this is the show to ask them. You'll want to reach out info at pinpointhealth.ca to get a hold of Dr. Lou. want to remind you to check out the Instagram, Twitter, Facebook feeds as well. And the Lou Down is the long-form podcast, which is just yielding some great things, some wonderful education. And uh, to go along the entertainment of that as well, again, the Lou Down is the long-form podcast. Let's get right into it, Pally. It's uh, 11.06. It's on Saturday. Hope you're doing well. What do you got for us today? I am, John. I'm doing well. I think today we should focus on chronic pain. It's, uh, it's funny. I was thinking the whole show sort of started around chronic pain and the name of the show was the the dr pain show um and and i was sort of seen as the the chronic pain uh guy when people would call and all these things and i started sort of reflecting on um you know the last few months and 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 really we haven't talked about we talked about chronic issues but i guess where i'm uh, interested in speaking today is on the um the idea of widespread chronic pain so things like fibromyalgia um, where people have this, and and, I, and it also comes to mind because um, I've seen a number of people and spoken to a number of people over the last few weeks um, where they're generally feeling more pain. And it's interesting because we sort of discussed this and alluded to the fact in the early stages of COVID, like, and I remember we were having conversations on air and you asking me my thoughts on where do you think, what do you think happens in the future? And one of the things, that I, that I said was, I think there'll be an uptick in this type of widespread chronic pain. Um, right. And mainly for two big reasons. Number one, a lot of disuse, right? Like people once upon a time were doing more things, a little more active, and now they're not using uh, that tissue as much in their bodies. And secondarily, um, we know about chronic pain, how much of the influence comes from mental health aspects. And so I, I, I was talking about this early on in this, saying that this is a, it's, it's unfortunately a perfect storm to create these issues. And, and, and mental health is, you know, when you've got anxiety, depression, all these things, that doesn't just manifest in the mind, it manifests in your body as well. And then you combine that with potentially not doing as much as you were once doing. Maybe you're eating less healthy, not having great food choices. And so all of a sudden you start to develop, you know, this widespread chronic pain. Now, something like chronic pain or fibromyalgia is is a diagnosis of exclusion, which means you'd want to rule out any more sinister causes of that type of issue before you would jump to that. Um, But again, in speaking with a lot of people, you know, overall, when I the the few people there are the people that I've spoken to that have been sort of um, describing this pattern, you know, there's not a lot of red flags. There's nothing worrisome there. Um, But really, you know, once you get into it and you start hammering away at what's going on, a lot of anxiety, people have lost their jobs. They don't have incomes or they don't have the income that they once had. Um, And so they're worried about all these things. And then all of a sudden, again, it's, it's sort of that picture that I've been alluding to over the last, uh, a couple of months. So, I mean, it's a real thing. Chronic pain is very much a real thing. Um, And I'd love to today. I mean, I always love taking calls about anything. So, so call in at any point if you're listening and you have any health related questions. Uh, But, you know, where we don't have calls, I'd love to go a little bit more into this chronic uh, pain issue. 
Absolutely. And again, the number as uh, we are live and we are, uh, we're taking your calls over the next hour, uh, bring them on. You have concerns, again, about chronic pain or anything uh, having to do with your health, 416-870-6400, 416-870-6400. Just getting our first uh, round of calls set up here to uh, to join us on air. And I, th- I think, it, you know, and I guess it kind of dovetails into chronic pain and just the way people are handling COVID-19, inactivity, things cropping up. I read this uh, article, I think I'm going to send it to you from the from Harvard University. University. And it was yeah. about the level of inactivity. And y'all, as you've always said on this show, bed rest, bed rest, bed rest is old school. It's terrible thinking. We know better now. And it dealt with the inactivity of people and the, 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 the amount of weight gain and health problems that persist in later years just with inactivity. And it was a it was a eye opening, but it was a really shocking article. And I think I, sh- I shared it on my social. And I think I sent it to you as well. It blew me away. It really did. Yeah, I mean, and and the reality about this is, again, we've asked people to do, and you know, the other thing is to consider, even if you never worked out, right, like even if you were not one of these active people that, you know, went to a gym or played sports or anything like that, when you consider a life where you're not just at home, but you're also around, you go somewhere, you have to walk around, like we've minimized that now, right? Now everything is very structured in the sense, even if you're going to the grocery store, you're going shopping, retail stuff. You know, once upon a time, you did those things and it was more leisurely. You walked around, you moved around, you did more of these. Right. Whereas now it's almost like you have to have a predetermined path. That way you don't have to. And so that affects what's called the basal metabolic rate. Like our bodies, if you laid somebody down in a bed and, and, and did absolutely no activity whatsoever, your body would still burn calories because there are still functions in your body sure. Uh, that are happening that need that. that. That's what's referred to as basal metabolic rate with the amount of calories and energy that's required just to sustain simple things like breathing, digestion, heart rate, thinking, all of these things, um, and now amplify that. And every time you move, you do something, and that was the idea of really active living is just about being active, doing more things. Right. When you're confining people to their homes, you eliminate all of those other things, and you get closer to just that basal metabolic it's almost equivocal to just laying there and doing nothing else with very little walking like you know in your house how much you know you may have to walk to the kitchen you may have to walk to your bedroom you may have to walk to the washroom but you're minimizing a lot of other activities that we take for granted yeah Let's uh, let's take a f- short break here. We'll get right back into it again. You're suffering from chronic pain. That's kind of the focus of the show. But any pain, any health matters, we deal with them all. Just getting warmed up here. Pinpoint Health Show, Global News Radio. You are listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Pinpoint Health Show. Want to reach out to Dr. Lou anytime. Info at pinpointhealth.ca, 1-855-55-DR-LOU is the uh, the phone number. And the Lou Down, the long-form podcast you can check out anytime. It is well worth a, uh, a lengthy visit to educate yourself as well. Nice. Jeff, how are you, pal? You're on. Hey, good morning. Thank you for taking my call. Yemen. Yeah, okay, uh, thank you. Uh, thank you, guys. Uh, doctor, uh, coincidentally, my doctor's on holidays, and, uh, and uh, it turned out perfect. I'm waking up in the morning uh, with a clenched fist, and it's taking several minutes to open up my entire hand, uh, with the last finger being the, the middle finger. And it, believe me, it won't open. If I force it, it'll feel like it's frozen and ready to break. Right. Okay. Right. Have I'm you noticed any bumps? I don't drink. I don't smoke. 
Okay. Have you noticed any bumps in, in your hand or in your forearm that weren't otherwise there before? No, no bumps. No. Yeah. Yeah. So, so this is something that can happen. I mean, like all things, there, there's a number of things that can cause this. Um, so, you know, the, the best thing, number one, is to get worked up properly and, and investigate it the right way. But, you know, you've got to invest, investigate, in, in my opinion, um, number one, like neurological issues that could potentially cause things like that. So a good neurological exam um, can often rule that out. And that doesn't, that's a cl something that can be done in a clinical setting. There's no uh, super specialized test for that. Um, uh, you know, if something's found on that clinical exam, then you maybe progress further to something like uh, um, EMG and nerve conduction to, to look at what's going on with that nerve. But the other thing that is probably more common has to do with the tendon sheath and the way um, things move within that tendon sheath. So this is a little difficult for me to sort of describe uh, on radio, but essentially our muscles and tendons sit within a sheath where um, they slide in and out of that sheath. Sometimes there is adhesions that will happen in that sheath for whatever reason. Um, that could be due to a lot of things, overuse, injuries, traumas, whatever it may be. And that all of a sudden can affect that ability for it to move and people will get um, this type of presentation that you're describing where either, you know, one finger or all of them um, somehow uh, are, are in a clenched fist. Sorry to interrupt, doctor. I just wanted to let you know that I can open it after 40 minutes and I'm sorry to interrupt. Go ahead. No, they, yeah, that's right, and, and 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 that's a typical presentation. So, I mean, out of those two things, I would lean more towards that. Um, but again, you know, with with that as well, um, it's trying to figure out where that is now in terms of management for that. You can try con conservative measures like therapy and those things, and then you know, depending on on the relief that you get or the management that you get out of it, if it's working or not working. If it's not working, you would move towards more. Uh, invasive measures of potentially injections, potentially even surgery. Um, but that is something that we see often. But I think you're at the point where obviously you need to have that worked up properly to determine um, wh where you're at. I mean, I'm, I'm happy to do that, that for you if you like, or you can see your family doctor. I'm sure they are uh, well equipped to do that as well. Um, and, and it's really just about getting sort of to what is causing that, that problem. Uh, what is the diagnosis? I have no problem coming into your office uh, or, or, or however you do it, if it's a Zoom or, or a Skype or some type of thing. Yeah, like, I'll, I don't, I'm I'll, not have, sure I'll have someone call you after the show probably early next week um, to, to help set that up. You, you guys are great. Thank you very much for your Thanks, help. Chef. I look forward to hear, hearing from your office. Thank you. Thanks, Jeff. Appreciate the time and the call. You know, we, uh, you know what, Tom, just hang on. We'll get to you. We've got to take a short break first, but I want to get to you, give you the, uh, the time you deserve. So hang on the line, Tom, and you as well. You got plenty of it. Bring it on. Bring on your calls. That's how easy it is to at least get some answers and get you pointed in the, uh, the right direction. Bring it on. It's Pinpoint Health Show, Global News Radio. You are listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Pinpoint Health Show reaching out to one 55 doctor Lou D-R-L-O-U, info at pinpointhealth.ca. And the Lou Down is the uh, the podcast. You want to check that out and other social media as well. There's lots of lots of good things going on there. Tom, thanks for standing by. How are you? 
Good. Thanks for taking my call. You bet. Um, I'm in my uh, 50s, and I started to take up uh, running uh, back when the gyms uh, closed back in March and had no issues for the first two months. But in the last, I'd say, month and a half, I've got my left heel that's just been killing me, and I'm assuming it's probably plantar fasciitis, but that's my own self-diagnosis. So I'm wondering whether... If I continue to run, whether I'm creating or causing more damage, number one, and number two, how long will it take before I start to feel better, even though I'm icing it daily and stretching my calves uh, every other day? Sure, and thank you for the call. I would say number one, like, you know, when I, when I hear these calls, I always look for sort of where the errors happen, and, and the number one error is the assumption that it is something. So that's number one, because that assumption means you, you expect a certain uh, progression of that something or treatment of that something, and it works that way. So number one, I would say proper workup in terms of getting the right diagnosis, because there are other things um, that it could be. And if it is those other things, then doing, you know, doing the things that would benefit plantar fasciitis may not benefit some of the other things. Um, so, so that's number one. Plantar fasciitis is obviously the most common thing that happens with that. So, so uh, you know, it's a good guess, but that's really all yeah. it is, is a guess. Uh, number two, um, you know, I, I, your question was, if you continue running, will you do more damage? I mean, I, I, again, that's hard for me to say, but I, I would probably say if you continue doing whatever it is you're doing that created the problem, then yes, it probably will, will perpetuate it, right? Because it's a, it's a repetitive sprain strain. You're doing something new. That new something is creating something. Now, you know, the thing about just stopping and where professionals help a lot more, you know, do you want to stop running or maybe do you want to modify, right? And modification may help alleviate the symptoms, but still at the same time give you the benefit of continuing to run. So that's the advantage of, again, working with a professional who can help with that modification. Maybe it has to do with footwear that you're wearing, whatever. There's a lot of things that could be analyzed uh, to determine do you completely have to stop or not. In terms of then the next question is if you did stop, I'm assuming, uh, it, you know, how long does that take to go away? That's a very variable answer. Sometimes it can go away relatively quickly. You know, if you look at the research on, on soft tissue injuries, um, typically they'll resolve within 6 to 12 weeks. Um, in terms of a natural history. I don't like that stat that much because what it suggests is that it goes away. I don't think these things ever go away. I think they just become asymptomatic. And, as and, and symptoms are not the same as dysfunction. So, and what I mean by that is, sure, you might do nothing and it might go away in a month, but that doesn't mean then if you start running again that all of a sudden you're not going to get it again because there might be an underlying dysfunction in, you know, the way you run or something that you do that is creating the problem. So symptomatically, symptoms and, and dysfunction don't always correlate. The other potential is that it takes a very long time to go away. Plantar fasciitis uh, or any foot pain for that, for that fact is is quite difficult to deal with because you're constantly using your feet. I mean, you have to move around and get out of bed. It's not like there's ever complete rest. Um, yeah. And so it's a tougher thing to treat. And we see a lot of foot pain that goes unresolved for long periods of time. I, I would say the silver lining in what you've described is that this is overall relatively new. And I, and I, you know, I, what I would say to you is get that looked at sooner rather than later. Typically what I see when this becomes a problem 
is someone who will then sort of leave it, try to manage it on its own, and then years later say, you know, I remember, you know, this is what happened during COVID, and, you know, that was a couple of years ago, and it was bothering me, then I stopped. And, then, and again, once it gets into that chronic nature, then we're dealing with a different monster. Um, so I think you're early enough in the process that if you get it looked at and you get on the right course of uh, intervention, whatever that may be, you'd probably likely do well with it. So would you suggest a family doctor or a, a different type of doctor? What, what? Yeah, so I, I always think, again, for these types of musculoskeletal issues, there are primary care professionals like chiropractors, physiotherapists that are better suited to deal with these things. Um, they know more about it. Um, it's their bread and butter in terms of what they do. Uh, so I, I would say that that is always a better approach, and that's also why they're primary care for those types of issues. Terrific. Thank you very much, sir. Okay, no problem. Tom, appreciate that, and uh, appreciate the phone call as well. And I'll give you some uh, some contact information there if you want to uh, go right to it and get more from uh, from Dr. Lou. No problem. One eight five 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 five. Dr. Lou. Tom is the number. That's one eight five 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 D R L O U. You can drop an email as well. Info at pinpointhealth.ca at uh, at any time. So yeah, plantar fasciitis. I think I have a feeling. Just like Tom said, he's like he's a cookie cutter case. Gyms are closed. I got to find another source of exercise. I'm biking. You're doing other stuff. Tom's running. And this stuff's all going to come to a head for those who maybe have not taken those activities seriously for either some years or ever before. So I don't think this is the last case of that type of thing we're going to be hearing about, right? No, for sure not. I mean, that's the reality. Anytime someone takes up a new activity yeah. or does a certain activity more than they're used to it. But I think I think the important part in everything we spoke about there is you know, I, I want people to be active in all the things that they want to do and potentially love. And the dangerous thing about when you try to manage things yourself because you don't know exactly what to do, you're sort of, it, 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 it becomes this black and white picture where either you do what you do and, and you go through it or you just stop and rest, right? And, and I think mm -hmm. that leaves very little in terms of quality of life and doing the things you want to do. I think that's really where the magic happens when you're working with professionals such as myself or the people at Pinpoint Health or any other healthcare professional is can you do something that allows you to do what you're doing in a modified way where you can, you know, deal with the issue at hand, the pain that you're, you're dealing with, but at the same time continue to um, to do what you're doing and you know that doesn't always necessarily mean that a professional will never recommend complete rest from that activity but there'll be a plan there in terms of how do you get back in that return and and typically when people try to manage these things on their own it's it's all or none it's like i'm gonna stop i'm not yeah. gonna do anything for three months and then all of a sudden three months it's like yeah symptomatically again it feels better and then you go back out and you try to get back into it and the same problem happens and the reality is you haven't addressed the dysfunction. And that's the important thing here is, is, is trying to figure out what the dysfunction is. Because if you can take that dysfunction, somehow make it functional, you can eliminate likely the consequence of dysfunction, which is pain. Let's take a short break. Info at pinpointhealth.ca through email as well. And we'll get right back to it. Pinpoint Health Show, Global News Radio. You are listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. 
The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Pinpoint Health Show continues. Info at pinpointhealth.ca is the uh, email address to reach out. And anytime other than uh, when we're on the air, one eight five five. Five five Doctor Lou and check out all the social media channels as well and the Lou down the uh, long form podcast. Some good calls uh, today, kind of uh, dovetailing of what we're talking about in general and chronic pain. It's uh, yeah. it's chronic, brother. It ain't going away anytime soon. So let's deal with it, right? It's not. And and I'm looking here on the the call screen uh, notes, and there was someone who had called in, and and I, this is an interesting thing, and I want to bring it up because it, mm-hmm. it says here that someone called in. Um, and that they just wanted to make a comment and that they look at pain as a sensation rather than an actual pain and that helps them overcome it. And, you know, I, and, and I look at that and it's like, well, that's what it is, right? And, and that's right. exactly, there is no, everything that we experience is some type of a formulation that is created in our mind, right? We don't experience pain at the peripheral level. So if I'm if I've got my hand on a stove, I am not simply experiencing that in my hand. What happens is there are signals there. There are nociceptors, um, which means uncomfortable, uh, uncomfortable. So in, in Latin, so these are receptors that will pick up um, this this problem, send a message to your brain, and the brain will create that sensation so that you pull away. And that's exactly what all pain is, not just chronic pain. All pain is simply a, sen- a sensation that is modulated in your brain, and then your brain uh, tells your body to do something. And, I mean, I, the analogy, the brutal analogy that I always give everybody is if I severed your spinal cord and I lit your hand on fire, you would not feel anything. That whole hand yep. would burn, and you'd never move it away. And the reality is because you've removed that area of modulation, that is really what tells us that pain is a sensation and that all things actually are something that are are created not created but modulated is a better word modulated in our mind it's it's a symphony between body and mind and the job of the body is to pick up all of these sensation all of these things and it's the body uh, the mind that transforms this this is the same thing as as an example with vision we don't see our, with our eyes, what we're what we're picking up with our eyes are photons and different things that are, send messages to our brain, right. and then our brain creates a picture in our mind. That's what it is, and that's why our mind is our motherboard. Um, and so, so that person that called, you're absolutely right. Pain is simply a sensation that is modulated in the brain, and that's why controlling the mind in chronic pain is also so very important but i think we have a call and we can later go in more on that john in terms of why controlling pain at the mind is such an important thing you bet don thanks for uh thanks for your time thanks for standing by how are you this morning fine yourself good what's uh what's on your mind well i've uh, been told by my chiropractor that i have a trigger finger it's one finger However, it is seeming to influence others close by it, but I've got one that doesn't uh, close at all, okay, uh, and it will lock, and boy, is it a little uh, interesting to try and unlock it. I'd like to know what causes it, and sure. exactly what all the alternatives to try and resolve the issue. Yeah, so, so this is similar to, I believe it was the first call that we had, and this is what I was thinking of um, as one of the potentials. What it is, that trigger finger essentially 
um, oftentimes has to do with, you know, if, if we were to look at the anatomy of the hand and the fingers, there's a lot of muscles and a lot of tendons in the hand, and those things have to travel. And every time there's movement, you know, uh, there's shortening and lengthening of muscles and tendons in order to create that movement. And, and those things happen within that tendon sheath. Now, for whatever reason, if scar tissue, as I was saying to that first caller, has built up in that sheath, that allows that movement, um, whether that's due to trauma, overuse, sometimes it just happens, whatever, there's, you know, that's the harder part to figure out. It can affect that where all of a sudden, so with trigger finger, what can happen is when it locks, you're actually getting stuck where that tendon is sort of, it can't come back through that sheath to get to its natural place. And, and as I was saying to that first caller is, you know, the, any, most things that I see in healthcare, this is my view, is I, I always think you should treat things as conservatively as possible, which means things that are low-level, non-invasive. In this case, when we're dealing with musculoskeletal health, we're talking about manual medicine, physical therapy, these types of things. As those things are exhausted and they may not work for all things, then you would move into more invasive options. And something like this, maybe considering injections or potentially even some type of release surgery is a potential. Now, I could tell you the unfortunate reality about this, even with uh, people when they go to that extreme, there's no real good answer is the unfortunate problem. And even a lot of times those more, more invasive doesn't mean necessarily mean better. Um, it just means something else to try, but that doesn't always end up solving the problem either. And that's the issue with, with trigger finger is trying to um, determine is is doing those types of things going to be more beneficial or not and and that's uh, that's not always the case it may just be another thing that you would have to try to see if you get management and that also becomes you know a discussion with whomever would be doing that on the pros and cons and understanding your history um, and whether that might be the right thing for you or not Okay, we obviously took off, but uh, got the point across. You want to reach out uh, to Dr. Lou anytime, you can do that, that number. Again, one eight five 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 doctor Lou D-R-L-O-U. We'll take a short break here at Pinpoint Health Show, Global News Radio. You are listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Pinpoint Health Show with Dr. Lou continues here. And, uh, yeah, moving right along to uh, to Isabel, if we can get Isabel on the line. I don't know, maybe Jody might have to do this one. Yeah, I think so. There we go. You there, Isabel? Yes, I am. Hi. Um, go ahead. I have a question for Dr. Lou. I'm 63 yeah. years old. I've never really had any problems with my skeletal system, but in the last three months, I've been experiencing a lot of pain on my right knee, especially when I'm getting up in the morning to get out of bed to go to the washroom. And with the pain comes this very, very, what well, I consider loud creaking noises. It's as if I could feel the bones and the cartridges trying to get in line what is causing that and what can i do to help with the pain situation it doesn't last very long once i'm up and standing upright properly it the pain is gone and so is the noisy creaking yeah i mean so i think the the thing that you would need to do is is get that investigated what's causing that typically when you hear noises coming from the knee 
Um, you want to consider potentially a meniscal type of injury um, with your age and sort of what you're describing there. The other thing is what we would call crepitus, and, and that's like that crunching feeling that you're sort of describing, which is um, which is very common when, when osteoarthritis of the knee gets to be more severe. Um, so those are two quick things that come to mind. But again, the management of those two things is very different. So that's why I would suggest that you see somebody try to determine exactly what is the cause um, of that knee problem, and then that will predicate what the intervention should be in terms of the management and, and in terms of what it is that you can do um, in order to help that out uh, when you're dealing with it. Okay. I, in my circle of friends, whenever we I mention this um, creaking sound from my knee, they all just laugh at me. And that's what I was thinking, is this common or uncommon among among young seniors, as we call ourselves? Yeah, I mean, knee problems are very, very common in the population in general and, and definitely in young seniors, as, as you refer to it. I mean, the that is a, a growing problem, absolutely. So, yeah, I don't think, you know, there's anything odd about it. It happens to a lot of people to have some type of a knee issue. Um, you know, this is always my concern when, as you put it, their circle of friends or family, you know, there's always an expert, right? Like there's always someone who thinks they're an expert in this stuff and, you know, they'll either say don't do anything or do this. This is what, this is why, you know, that hearsay in healthcare is potentially, in my opinion, one of the most, the one of the worst things that we do um, because what it essentially does is it gives people um, something to hang their hat on that probably is wrong. Um, and so uh, this is why I'm always encouraging on this show, go see a professional. And then one thing that I do is I don't even try to only say, come see me or my team. Go see anybody. Any healthcare professional uh, is going to be better than the average person to determine a healthcare problem. That's just the reality of it. Okay, that's wonderful enlightenment from you for me. So thank you very much. Again. No problem. Bye my for pleasure. now. Yep. Thank you, Ms. Mellon. If you want to reach out, uh, we'll give you that option as well. one 855 doctor Lou. That's D-R-L-O-U, Isabel, or info at pinpointhealth.ca. Still got a couple minutes here before we break and to move on to uh, to Jack. Hi, Jack. Thanks for standing by. Good morning. Uh, good morning. Thank you. Thank you for having me. You bet. I wanted to ask, I wanted to ask uh, with COVID, uh, Dr. Williams now apparently is allowing uh, people to gather at movie theaters, bars, restaurants, indoors, and and Ford, as well as uh, Dr. Williams, are not making masks mandatory in, for these indoor places where you can have large so gatherings. With what's going on in the southern states and the outbreak, what are they thinking? Your question is, what are they thinking for me? I have no idea what what other people are thinking. Um, you'd have to ask saying, them. Why, why would they allow why would they allow social gatherings in indoor facilities that house can house large amounts of people with the spread of the virus that's happening in Texas, Florida? Georgia. Well, I, I would say that I, I would say the reality of the situation between what's happening in those. Uh, in the United States is very different than what's happening here. The numbers are, are drastically different. Um, you know, I can give you sort of my personal opinion. I obviously don't know why 
you know, anyone else. Like uh, your, the go- yeah, like your my, personal my, opinion. My, but also, yeah. is it fair to say that the numbers are very different here because we've been, Canadians are relatively compliant. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. and yeah, if sure. you let that go and open it up and leave it to their discretion, yeah. w- the, the numbers will I guess, probably just you know, skyrocket my- through the roof. Yeah, sure. I, you know, again, I, I agree with you. Canadians are a compliant type of culture, which has helped in all of this. I think there's other things in the States that um, ha- have sort of created this um, issue in terms of, you know, the, the other types of gatherings that they've allowed. But my opinion is that at some point, you know, we've got to move on with life. Um, this is, you know, this is an important thing. I think if we try to do these things, we monitor it as best as possible. Uh, I think I agree with wearing masks, you know, if, if possible, where possible. I do think people should be wearing masks. I, you know, the research isn't great, but I, I think, you know, if it can provide any layer of protection and it can mitigate some risk, it's worth it. Um, but, you know, my opinion is at some point you've got to also try and get back to normal life. We can't potentially, you know, that, my job is, is, is healthcare. The health consequences of not reopening are going to be far worse than the health consequences of COVID itself, is my opinion. Let's take a short break. Maybe we'll expand on that after a short break and get back into the conversation of, uh, of chronic pain as well. Pinpoint Health Show, Global News Radio. You are listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Back to the uh, topic which we uh, we really uh, started the show on, and that is chronic pain. Yes, chronic pain. I mean, uh, one of the things that we sort of touched on, and, and I didn't get to go into uh, a little bit more, uh, mm-hmm. is, is the importance of treating or not necessarily treating, but focusing on the mental health aspect of chronic pain. See, the, the, the beauty in terms of where treatment works well in chronic pain management is not just someone who is focusing on the mind and not just someone who is focusing on the body, but when you right. can work those two things together. And in putting those two things together, that's where really the best outcomes for chronic pain happen. Um, and you know, and this is, and I sort of have touched on this too, John, in the last few months where, you know, there's a lot, mental health is a, is a huge thing now. It's growing. It's becoming easier to talk about it, all these things. But I feel like we're, we're segregating the mind from the body, right? Once upon a time, it was all about the body and we segregated the mind. And now it's becoming about the mind and we're sort right. of just segregate the, the body. The mind-body connection is really where the focus, in my opinion, needs to be on in the long term, is how do these two systems work together? And really, it's not two systems, it's one system. But how does it all work together? Because, you know, even simple things like, you know, we hear a lot about, um, take the example of, say, depression, and all we hear about uh, nowadays is that, you know, you can talk to someone about it, and that's fine, that's important. But we also know there's incredible research out there that suggests that, you know, 30 minutes of moderate physical activity a few times a day actually has benefits on depression. And you're not doing anything, you know, per se to speak about it or deal with it in that way. You're stimulating the body. And, and again, I'm not suggesting that it should be one or the other. My, my real focus is that it should be both. 
you should be doing both things. And when we're really trying to treat these things, whether we're treating something that seems more like a mental health problem or something that seems more like a physical problem, really the best combination is to use both of those things. I mean, even if you take the example what we do here on the show in terms of helping people, most of what we're doing is providing knowledge and education, which is an effect on the mind. You know, when, I, when we're talking to people about their musculoskeletal health, I'm not doing anything to them physically. I am not actually intervening physically. I am intervening on a mental aspect. I am providing them with education, with knowledge that may create some reassurance. That reassurance, you know, settles them down a little bit. They become more calm. And that can potentially translate into things and how they feel in their body. And that's an important thing. It's also an important thing of what I do in my practice when I see somebody so much of it is around education, empowerment, and understanding of what the person has going on. Because I know that if we can get them from what we call this sympathetic state, which is the fight or flight, when somebody's nervous about what's going on, they're anxious, they, they're in this heightened state. If we can get them into a parasympathetic, which is the, the part of the nervous system where you're calm, relaxed, that is where more healing and, and, and management and better management of a health issue can really happen. And so you know, again, I really do think the focus needs to be on both things. And, and, you know, I think it's a disservice to only focus on interventions for mental health that are only specifically tailored to the mental aspect of it. You, we should also be focusing on what things can we do physically. And these things are very simple. It's not rocket science. It's a little bit of activity and eating healthy. And those things have an effect on our mind. And then it's a circle, right? Because as you yeah. can do those things and, and your body feels better, your mind feels better, as your mind feels better, your body continues to feel better, and so on and so forth. And so many things in your life can change when those things are working well because then there's spillover effect outside of just health, but maybe it goes into business, into family, into other things. When you feel better, people just do better. Um, and so, you know, I think that's an important thing that's missing. I also think it's a concern right now with COVID because we're sort of negatively affecting both of those things yeah. in terms of physical and, and mental in other ways. But, you know, we're running out of time for today, but that's a reason to keep tuning in. Check out the Lou Down, uh, the podcast, for more on this type of conversation. Another good week, man. Good way to uh, to wrap it up. You want to reach out now that uh, Dr. Lou and uh, myself are done for the day. Do exactly that. Reach out. Get some answers. It's one eight five 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 Doctor Lou D R L O U. The phone call info at pinpointhealth.ca. And as uh, Doctor Lou just mentioned, the Lou Down, the long form podcast. Tons of stuff to be learned there as well. We'll catch you next time. Pinpoint Health Show, Global News Radio. The preceding was a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of the advertiser. Opinions expressed are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Global News Radio 640 Toronto.